Hey, and welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss Waterboy, Little Nicky, and you don't mess with the Zohan. I don't want to waste one minute. Let's get right into it. All right, Ryan, we're back. We're back. It's another podcast. We did it. We're doing it. I mean, it's not done yet. We could die. We could die during this podcast that we would never have done the podcast. If I die, I want to be surrounded by my loved ones, which is just podcast listeners at this point. <laughs> I want to be alone. I want to be alone wearing headphones. Is that, that's how I want to die. <laughs> Laying in my bed surrounded by thousands of dollars of audio equipment. I want to be alone uh, in front of a mic with my headphones on. Is that too much to ask of the universe? Anyhow. I want, <laughs> I want the last words my cat ever hears from me to be, get out of here. I have to record. Stop. <laughs> yeah. You know what's cool? I... uh i like i'm like terrorized by my dog speaking of animals i like went to lay down the other day i was like i'm gonna i gotta lay down i could take a nap and uh the dog was completely silent napping in the other room but when she saw me go back to the bedroom and lay down she got up started walking towards the door and started you know she has this like um cough that she can't supposedly can't control she like was dead silent laying down i went to my bed started to doze off she came hacking in the room like came into the room hacking then i put her out of the room and she went to zelda's room where there is a uh camera set up you know in an audio thing you know because it's a bit it's a mo- i mean we left just left her monitor in there uh and she, i think she knows that i can hear the monitor in our bedroom mm-hmm. i think she was coughing so that i would be annoyed just to bother you i mean do you think it's possible that a dog knows how like wireless technology works no but they definitely can hear if you're bothered by them doing something so <laughs> they can realize that that it's working anyhow whatever she's great you All should right. be happy my family dog just <sighs> died last I week i i don't want to be rude but i it's you know if penny like were to go it would be a i would say it'd be like a net positive in, in terms of my quality of life awful i'm sorry <laughs> i love her but she's very sick she requires a lot of care. She wakes us up in the middle of the night hacking. You know, I don't think she's that in that great of I mean, she seems fine actually. Well, yeah, that's my parents' dog had to be put down. I mean, I would put her down if she actually seemed like she was un- unhealthy, yeah, he but like, she just couldn't walk anymore. She that, just has like, an it was annoying day where he couldn't get up. Yeah, this is a case where she just has like an annoying cough that sucks. Yeah, you just want to kill her because she makes a sound. <laughs> it's it's bad. It's bad. Anyhow. Anyhow. All right, let's get to the business, the good business. Oh, so much this week. So, I mean, big it's a big week. Big week. Huge week. Let's talk about the iPhone. You're waiting for your phone right now. They said it's like two seconds away, right? I'm staring at a map of my iPhone delivery, and the truck is one building down, and it has been one building down for 20 minutes, mm. and I know it's about to arrive, and it was supposed to be here at 3 o'clock sharp, and I know that this is a real first world problem. Yeah. This, is, I, this is total capitalism has my brain, this but is I like also just Domino's, want my fucking phone. This is like the Domino's pizza tracker. We shouldn't have that kind of power. No, we I should be. We should have that kind of information. Your no. stuff should just arrive. You should just be pleasantly surprised. You know how stressful it is when I'm like, when when I get a fucking email, they're like, your package was delivered. I'm like, oh god, what did I order? Oh, 
I feel like part, like maybe 15% of my brain is currently running through what I've ordered and when it arrives to where. I made you carry a package from one office to the other the other day because Disgusting. I'm constantly trying Second to day. stay on top of packages. Yes. Shocking and upsetting. Anyway, did you get this phone? I ordered the phone, yeah. Did you have it yet? I don't have it yet. John got his. Does he? Oh, he got his? John got his? Yeah. I like how John, the way less nerdy of, of, of all of us, has the phone. He was there at like nine in the morning at the Apple store. Did he just walk in? So my thing was like, I, you know what I did last time was like, I didn't even order it. And then I just went the day of and got the phone. Yeah. They're not like sold out. I don't know if they are. Or they aren't. I don't have the energy to find out today. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let's take a look. I'm going right now. I'm going to my browser. What's the best way to figure out if I can get a phone? Try to buy one and do in-store pickup. I'm going to buy one right now. What color? I don't think they're going to have green. Let's go with an unpopular color. Let's go with silver, but it's very unpopular. 64 gig. Nobody's getting those models. Mm-hmm. As of as of 4.24 p.m. on Friday afternoon. Okay. Uh, <gasps> un- my phone's here. Hold oh, on. my God. This is great. Let's do it. Let's do it live. Okay. Hold on. Okay. This is exciting. Back. I Do got you have it. it. You have it. I have it in my you, hand. You got the green, right? Oh yeah. And I went to buy the the two fifty six because I was like, well, let me just see. I know I want the five twelve. I just want the biggest one. But let me just see what the price difference is. And it was John had just gotten the two fifty six, and it sold out in that second. And I was like, well, my hands are tied. I have to get the huge one. <laughs> oh, you got the five twelve. You sick yeah. bastard. I want to. I'll tell you something. I don't know. I mean, I'm looking here at stores near me. I'm not seeing any availability of anything in any color or any storage capacity. Wow, really? Nothing. This, this is, is near different me. Than last do, year. Let me do. Hold on. Let me check out. People saw that bump. They're like, "Oh my god, I got to get it." Uh, you hear that? I think the tool is broken. I'll be honest with you. Audio unboxing. I are oh, you doing it right now? Uh, I, I think this tool is not working because it literally says no availability at like any. I'm gonna look at Pitt. Let's see at Pittsburgh. Okay. Let's see in Pittsburgh, shall we? Oh, here it is, baby. I can't wait to put a screen protector on this. That's such a nah, fun this ain't right. hour. This ain't right. This can't be right. They, they, they're, they can't be sold out of every phone nationwide. This, isn't, this is absolutely not right. They're saying I can't get this phone. E- even in Pittsburgh, I can't get it. Could you do it at a Best Buy? Oh, that's interesting. I, I'm. By the way, I don't care. I'm not going to get I was just interesting to see. I'm inter- it's interesting to see oh. where they're claiming. What, how, what are you doing? I just took it out of the box. Well, it's it a beaut. It's oh a fucking God. You got beauty. green. You said we said this. You got green, right? Yeah, every gay person got green. No, every person got green, not just no, gay. No, no, no. Don't, don't be, don't be, don't be, people got green. Don't be discriminatory. All people got green. <laughs> I'm actually shocked that they came out with green before they came out with like a dark blue. I think these colors are all largely boring, but people are so desperate for anything that even seems remotely new. It seems interesting, yeah. All right, let me see here. Here we go. Ooh, the little fast charger. I mean, the size is exactly what I want. I love that it's thicker. It's it's very pretty device. I'll give uh, them that. They have okay. me more excited about capitalism than I have been in a while. I think oh, this, this is phone bullshit. launch is going to go off well for them. Uh, Thursday, September 26th. Let me see here. Hold on. I'm just looking at where, where I can get this stuff. The Best Buy. Three left at my store right now. iPhone 11 Pro Max. They got Midnight Green. Uh, unavailable in my storage capacity. Let's see. They got it in 64. Uh, nope. Hold on. How about 512? Nope. But if you want space gray, no problem. You walk right in and get it. I used to only get space gray. Actually, hold on. Wait, what store are they putting me out here? I can definitely get a space gray 256 right now if I wanted to. 
at a Best Buy. That's the move. That's the move, baby. Here we go. It's turned on. Oh, this screen. Yeah, Look it's at a fucking screen. iPhone. I got bad news for you. You're going to be really disappointed when you realize it's just an I, uh, exactly like your other iPhone. Look at this screen. Please don't get sucked into this bullshit. Anyhow, listen, speaking of iPhones, I upgraded to this iOS 13. And let me tell you, uh, very little has changed. They have a swipe keyboard now, which <laughs> it's not good. It's not very good. Yeah, you don't like it. You know what? The Gboard for the iPhone is terrible. But it's way better than the than the Apple swipe keyboard. Maybe I just need to train it a little bit more. I'm going to give it a whirl, but I don't really have the energy to train multiple keyboards. You know what I mean? I'm one man. I'm but one man. Anyhow, so it's exciting. Apple's got a new phone. Um, these are article. There's like articles today. It's like Tim Cook arrives at uh, Fifth Avenue store to kick off. It's like I can't believe we're still doing like iPhone Day stuff. It's sort of nuts. I mean, I was excited to get my new phone, but no, no, of course, it's fun. It's, it, all, but it's always fun to, for one moment to be alleviated, to you know, to have the yeah, but this the, isn't the nightmare of our world alleviated by like a shiny new toy that you can take out of a box. Yeah, you know, don't get me wrong, I live for that. I'm like, that's my whole existence is waiting for that moment. Oh shit! Is Untitled Goose Game out? Sorry, this yeah. is just a separate thing. Anyhow, hold on, wait. Let's talk about. Let's wrap up our iPhone conversation really quickly. So anyhow, so everybody's getting their new iPhones. Um. I'm excited about the cameras. I just I don't do much photography. The only thing I really take pictures of is like uh, Zelda, which is you know largely for my personal use. I don't really like do a lot of like public posting of pictures of her because um, we live in a creep world. And but there are the occasional. I put the occasional photo out there. Um, It's weird because with kids, you kind of have to balance that. I have a cousin who won't allow any pictures at all to be like posted at all of her kids um but she takes a ton of pictures but it is sort of annoying because the her like the grandma and family friends will take a family shot like a group shot at christmas and then she'll be like please don't post that and it's like wait what that's a bit much it's a bit much but at the same time i also get it because well, every time yeah. i read something about someone attacking children it's Ugh. always like the fucking scariest shit well yeah but you know what i okay but you know it's it's a lot to like I get it, and you don't know who's posting what where, but like I don't know if it's like my if it's a grandparent, I'm sort of like I get it. You're gonna put it on Facebook, but I'm not really worried about like my my parents' Facebook. Well, my parents aren't on Facebook, but it's it's hard for me to be worried about. Um, I don't know. That just seems like a distant concern. Mm-hmm. So what is there to say? It's nothing to say. People are very excited. The camera's supposed to be great. Yeah, I wanted the a larger phone, and now I have one. That's hmm. not, I mean, it's not rocket science. Have you been using Apple Arcade? I have a lot to say about Apple Arcade, in okay. fact. Um, App, Apple Arcade does not have, uh, there is no uh, Untitled Goose game. No, Apple Arcade does Apple not. Arcade. But we will talk about the Switch also in a minute. There's a lot of hardware stuff that I've got this week that we need to talk about. But okay, I'm all ears. I actually think the phone is nice. I want a new phone. That's great. Um, I I kind of feel like... The more exciting thing from Apple this week is Apple Arcade. Like that feels like the real announcement to me, uh, because they've had a huge advertising blitz on the internet. I can't go on any website without seeing the Apple Arcade ad. I thought that Apple Arcade was going to be one of those things that, like, it would be like, oh, it's a subscription service. I got it. Like, 
great. Um, like that, I, I understand what this is. I, I, I kind of care. I kind of don't. Um, I thought like, okay, the incentives for this, like the incentive structure to create a game for this is kind of broken because the reason we got microtransactions was that people didn't want to pay premium prices for games on a phone. And so if you could just roll it out to as many people as possible, it was better to try to make your money on the back end. Um, and then there were some games that launched at like premium prices, but they weren't super popular and they're not well supported because they don't sell really well because people don't want to pay for them. So Apple kind of seeing this makes a subscription model that's like, okay, you just pay $5 a month and then you get a bunch of really high quality games that we've commissioned. And so it's the best of both worlds. You don't feel like you're being nickel and dimed for like arcade, like casino style. And you also get some quality games, but you don't have to pay out the nose for them. But the incentive structure for the developers now is it's time spent playing a game. So there's no reason for someone to make like an hour long emotional like game that like tells a story about life and rebirth and it's really artful like the the main thing you want to make is a game that people want to play obsessively over and over and over again why for can't hour. that game why can't that game be like that it, i'm sure it can but there are experiences on the apples uh, on like the ios that are really beautiful like moving mm. moments that like they're they said all they have to say in a half an hour and, and it I, I like literally cannot play a game on my phone really i just it just is, yeah, I do not enjoy, oh, I mean, like, things like, what is the one with the, the two dots or whatever? I can't remember the last time I played a game on my phone. I played Fortnite a little bit on my on my note, which actually wasn't that bad, to be honest with you. There are games like That Dragon Cancer or Old Man's Journey or Gone Home yeah, that are really yeah. pretty, and they well, were gone home, Gone Home, but Gone Home I played for, like, hours. Sure, but I mean, like, there are smaller... Is Gone Home available on iOS? Seems yes. like it'd be a, not, seems like a, yeah, I'm sure it'd be fine. It's fine on the iPad, but mm. there are games like that that are sort of like little visual novels, interactive novel things that are really beautiful or like even Monument Valley is a great game, but it's not super long, but it was worth the price. And I, it's a really pure experience. I don't have to do any like weird DLC stuff or type in my password or you just open it and you play like through this story with beautiful music and it's nice. And I have always really enjoyed those little experiences, but I knew they were few and far between. So I was worried about Apple Arcade going into it because I was like, oh, this is just going to be like Farmville without microtransactions. Like it's like unlimited. It's free, but they are going to time rate you and make you come back and you click, 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 whatever. Actually, they've been treating this kind of like a console launch and the titles are really good. And if this was a proper console launch, it might be a, like one of the best launch lineups I've I've ever seen. You, you got to ask, I mean, do any of the games like, can you play them with a controller? Yes. Do they? Why doesn't Apple just make a really good controller? I don't know why Apple hasn't made their own controller. I genuinely thought that they were going to be doing that at their last, um, uh, at the last event, and I thought like, oh, that'll put the Nintendo Switch on notice, and Apple will, or Nintendo will have to step up their Switch Online services, and it'll be like this all-you-can-eat subscription mobile thing will be like competitive. Um, and it sort of is because you can get controllers, and Xbox and PS4 controllers work with iOS, but. It's sort of not because Apple, it's not built into the experience. So it's not like when you go buy an iPhone, they're like, do you want the shell controller that's Apple approved for an extra $20? Like, that's not like, they're not pushing that as part of the, like, cohesive package. So I can't see, like, my brother picking one up, but I could yeah. see my brother buying a Nintendo Switch. Yeah. But there are, I, don't know. Yeah. I played, of the games on offer, which is about, like, 70, I have 36 of them still installed. I played all of them um, for, like, 10 minutes each. and. There's a good like amount of games that I thought these this is really great. Like 
Um, Sayonara Wild Hearts, absolutely fantastic. What the Golf made me laugh out loud, and I don't really care about golfing. It's just wow. sort of like a humor-based golf-themed game. They've got a full Shantae game, uh, Oceanhorn 2, um, Cat Quest 2. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of innovative and cool games on here, and I think treating it like a console launch was the, really the smart thing to do. And I'm more excited about Apple Arcade at the moment than I thought that I ever could be. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, listen, I got to admit, you're getting me somewhat interested in it a little bit, tiny bit interested. It's like some of the games lend themselves better to having a controller set up. Some of the games are better on the iPad, but I have an iPad and an iPhone and a controller. And so, but even if I didn't, there's still 12 to 15 games for each of those setups. That's really good. And I was just, I don't know, like I'm excited about it also just because to have a a company that large fund money into indie developers is cool because even though there's tons of indie games on the Switch, it's not like Nintendo's funding them or like trying to reach out to people who have a cool idea and getting their thing made. Like it's sort of like you, they're, it's operating on like a sort of new model, more closer to like Google Stadia's model, even though I don't think Google Stadia I'm still not excited about Google Stadia, but I think Apple has a good middle ground, which is like you actually have the game. It's actually you can play it offline. There's no lag, but it is an all you can eat subscription and you can take it with you or you can play it on your Apple TV. I think it's a good idea. They just have to follow through with it on Apple TV and other places. But I think it's good. I guess I I just just like one of the things I really like. I mean, one of the things that has that that. Well, it's interesting. I mean, I might have a specific kind of opinion of this that's different from some people but like one of the things about the switch that i really appreciate is um you know it's designed for playing games you know and it's really like it's the graphics are not that although i've said the graphics in astral chain are like really good but like mm-hmm. it's it's designed for playing games and someone thought like what should the controller be like for playing these games you know they're like how you can interact with these things in these games and you know I, I'm not saying there can't be and there aren't great games for mobile devices. There certainly are. It's just that like they're not really designed for playing games, and I, I like playing games. And I also like not using a touchscreen to play games. Like I like using a controller. Yeah, and it just I like, be, like having some heft in my hand when I, I even when I use the Switch, I put it in a grip because I need to feel like I'm fully doing this experience. I'm not like lightly tapping and like shifting its weight in my hands. Yeah, like, I that, just feel like that I feeling do- sucks. But I just feel like if Apple were really committed to this, they would like, I understand they're like, well, it's for casual gamers or whatever. But it's like, you know what? The Switch is for casual gamers too. Yeah. For people who don't want to play like. Casual and real gamers is not that far anymore. Well, it's also just like, don't draw the line like that. Why not just be like, it's good to play games with a controller and some games are fun to play without a controller, but we're going to give you like a great option that's like super compatible and easy, like a an AirPod level compatibility sort of control option like yeah. you know it's like i don't you made a stylus for the ipad it was you, you basically were saying like hey we admit you made a keyboard for the ipad you were like we admit that this device can do some things that are actually better with a pencil with the apple pencil and a keyboard you know and like they're right they're right it's not mm-hmm. it's better to type on an ipad with an ipad keyboard than with just using the virtual keyboard and i think everybody now admits that basically like i don't know that there's anybody who's not like yeah like i have a keyboard accessory if i'm doing serious writing with my ipad or like hey if i want to draw on my ipad i can use my finger but it actually is uh 
much better to use the pencil or whatever you know and so like i'm just saying why not acknowledge the same thing about the gaming you you have this huge they're doing this huge push uh and i'm like i'm like i'm into it but like i'm looking at the trailer for this game sayonara wild hearts did you play that yeah i love it it's good it looks really really good good. but like are you playing with the controller i played it with a controller and without i kind of prefer it without you do there are certain games that i do what the okay. golf is a game you could only play without a controller, but it's delightful. It's mm. maybe the funnest game I've played until today when Link's mm. Awakening came out on Switch, and we'll talk about that later. But mm. it's really fun. I was genuinely like, I was plowing through a lot of those games just to have an opinion on them. There are a handful that got me like when I was on the subway to be like, I kind of just want to pull that out and play that for a while. Did you play this uh, the Shing Sekai Into the Depths? Oh yes. That one wasn't as much for me. I, I've heard people like it. It wasn't for me yeah, as well. Yeah. But I don't want to intermingle this. I think we're, you know, listen, the important thing is that um, I can play this Goose game, right? It's, it's out and available yes. and I can play it. I'm just like, I'm looking and I'm going like, yeah, these games all look fun. But like, man, I already got a lot of games that I am not playing. Do I need another subscription? I literally just signed up for the fucking Comicsology Unlimited last night. You definitely don't need it, but for five dollars a month, it's not like it's breaking the bank. And between that and Apple TV Plus, f- for five dollars a month, it's a better deal than like Hulu with commercials. <sighs> All right, fine, I'll get it. I think it's good. It right. I it am right genuinely now. like, and people got mad at me last week because I was down on how Apple did its announcement, but I genuinely really liked that, and I'm willing to say if I was completely wrong. Um, and I think it was, I think it's their best announcement or their best launch of this whole cycle. It's the coolest thing that they've dropped besides, you know, getting Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon in a room together to hang out. Oh, please, please don't. I don't even know. Like, I don't even know where you, where do you find it on your phone? I'm looking right now. It's in the app store. Oh my God. I have to go to the app store. Mm -hmm. Surprised that's not at the top. Oh, there it is. Where is it? Not there. Game of the day, app of the day. <laughs> I don't look at the app store very much. <laughs> like, I'm like, wow, look at all these apps I can be downloading. I use like three apps. I'm sorry. Like, let's get real. Like, no one's, everybody's using, I'm going to try it for free. Here I go, downloading it right now. I hope you're happy. Give it a go and let me know. I mean, they've got the Enter the, the Gungeon sequel. Um, yeah. Well, I have Entered the Gungeon for my, uh, for my Switch and I have, and I have barely played it. Well, that's also the thing about having it on your phone is that as much as I do prefer playing games on the Switch, I have my phone with me. Right. Yes. But still. All right, whatever. Ooh, Assemble with Care Assemble with Care looks fun. Oh yeah. Ooh, this looks really good. Yeah, it, that one's good. Okay. Oh my god. Look, I'm getting su- I'm getting sucked in already. I know. Uh let me think of the other ones that were really good. What's Hyper um, Brawl Tournament? That no, doesn't look good to me. Hyper Brawl Tournament I didn't like. I like Tone, Heart Planet of the Elder Tree. That's what I'm talking about. Um, a tone was good. A tone is, is good. It? Sonic Racing is great. It's better than the the what I've seen of the Mario Kart Racing that's coming to iOS and Android. Uh, all right. Where cards fall. I've heard good things about that. Yes, that one was great. Okay, I'm getting a story about change. I like that. Pinball Wizard is good. Speed Demon. Spaceland. That looks cool. Spaceland. I don't know. Is a strategy? Oh, I didn't like Spaceland. No. A turn base. No, thank you. Fuck off. I hate yeah. turn base. No. I see turn base and I go ballistic. All right. Anyhow, whatever. Let's get on to some other stuff. Okay. Let's talk about the Switch now. Yes. So I just got the Switch Lite today. Yeah. I 
absolutely love it. I don't think it's the Switch for everybody because if you don't have another Switch, and I don't think you, most people should have two, but if, if you don't have another one and you want one to, that can plug into your TV and you can use the Joy-Cons, like, obviously, this isn't the one for you. But for someone that really just wanted a new PS Vita in his life, it's so nice. And I'm but why is your why is your current switch not that? I don't understand. It's just too large. And come on. Uh, come it, on. it is. It's too large. And I don't use it's too large to play on handheld like for a really long time. I end up having to do the thing where I like lean and like I like prop it up kind of or um or I don't feel like I can throw it in a bag. It's just a few inches too big to throw in a bag. And I also feel like the Joy-Con, if it's not in a grip that like keeps it like all together, like it's not in like a like a like a mold, the Joy-Con do feel like they could pop off at any time. And I've had to open up my Joy-Con and replace the part that like the hinge that keeps it on because I accidentally popped it off while in too enthusiastically playing Mario Kart or something. Mm. And it doesn't feel as like solid. The Switch Lite feels really solid. It's beautiful. Um, I, I know the battery lasts longer, which is great for portability. And it also feels like something I could put in a coat pocket. And But it doesn't have the TV stuff. It doesn't have the Joy-Con stuff. It is smaller. So, yeah. I mean, you do lose stuff in that equation. Yeah. But if you have kids or if you don't play games on the TV or if you want this to use on the subway, I do think it's like the superior model in that hmm. respect. All right. Um, what color did I you like get? it. I got it in the like turquoise teal green. Interesting. Like, blue green. Bold. Very bold. I don't know. I, I like. I don't see myself buying another switch until there's like a higher powered version. Yeah. Like I have my request for my request for Nintendo. Here's my request for the next switch. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, controllers that break less easily. Uh, a screen that basically fills the entire space of the front yeah i will say the bezels on the switch light are you're like why are these still here like seriously? yeah right like, like a bezel-less a bezel-less screen and obviously upgraded graphics performance and all that but what i want them to do is sell an additional like gpu that you can plug it into to get like triple a like, like fucking ray ray trace 4k fucking absolutely blown out graphics with every game when you put it in the dock like they do that shit and i'm all in i don't understand why they can't do something that like if it's already doing scaling, why can't they introduce like, uh, you know, Nintendo Switch enhanced? And like if those games, when they come out, will have the option of when it's in the dock to go to 4K. But no, I'm saying also, it's not just like, 4K. It should be down. the dock should be a massive fucking sick GPU. There's no reason why they can't do it. Like th- it can be done. There but are why, GPUs. Yeah, you I can... mean, like PCs, you can step up and down the graphics. I don't understand the difference when they like maybe I, I'm completely ignorant here. But is there a difference that they that? The, the art the current architecture that they're using that it can't be stepped up like i know through USB-C they absolutely can so like what yeah, what's holding know. them back from doing like a switch enhanced version is that going to be their next console launch and then it'll be backwards compatible like a game with color situation it's unclear it's unclear but the point is uh the point is we have to we have to push them in the direction of that i've described it's very yeah. important I need or that in my. I need that in my life. To do it at this point. Well, they're not going to do that, are they? I don't think that's the next thing, is it? PlayStation doesn't want to do portable anymore, and it makes me so sad. I got a PSP Go, and I put like a micro SD card in it with a ton of storage, and I put a bunch of backup PSP games on there, and it's like such a nice little device. I don't know why they have abandoned portable because the Vita didn't go like perfectly. Mm. 
Like it seems yeah. like them and Microsoft has never cared about portability. Yeah. Um, I don't want there to be like no competitor in that market because then right. Nintendo won't like keep stepping forward. Anyway, buy Goose Game. It looks great. Okay. Yeah. So you've downloaded that. You're playing it. It's so fun. Okay. I gotta check it out. I I I'm I'm watching, I'm looking at like gifs of it right now. It's great it's stuff. It's so great. It's so very great. relaxing. Um so okay, so do how much is the new switch? Two hundred bucks? Two hundred bucks. Yeah, it's good. It's nice, it's fine. I mean, if you I guess it's like if you want to cheap, you save a hundred bucks, right? Yeah. And I mean, I bought the Genesis Mini a few days before that, and that was like a hundred bucks or like ninety bucks. And I'm like, I don't know why do you keep buying? Why these did things? I do that? I love why? it though. It's really nice. <laughs> why? I don't know. It just really excited me. I spent a night just with pure childhood delight. Doing what? Playing Genesis games. Yeah, you spent a it's whole so evening cute. doing that. Yeah, it was great. Mm. But it is really cheap. Like for what you get in the Nintendo Switch Lite for two hundred bucks, it's pretty much it's a great deal especially with the holidays coming up it's no I think exactly fly off the shelves that's why it exists i'm trying to think of what color i would get now i'm looking at this you're the worst you're the you're a bad influence i know i'm really bad i'm getting you I'm trying to talk stuff. to you i'm like oh maybe i should buy that you know it's like i'm subscribing <laughs> for shit subs to shit no this is a, i have no need like if i now and if i was going to get zelda video game system i'd probably get her this yeah i'm not I, going I think, i'm not like, going to because she doesn't need upgrade one. from like an ipad like that when they're like super into video games maybe i should get her one actually maybe i should get her one of these do you think it's it's smaller right yeah could a five-year-old play this the, the hold these controllers she'd probably drop it in her lap but yes she could play with the controller i had to get her a smaller playstation controller that's so cute yeah they make a small one they don't make it i mean a third party makes it like like Ho hoji or I, well, the thing or... is, I took out the Genesis controllers from the Genesis mini package, and I was like, I did not realize that these were like dinner plates. This is like a large controller for having three buttons on it. All right. Anyhow, what else is on the list here? Other news besides purchasable consumer product. Oh, I don't like it. No, thank you, sir. <laughs> well, we got a whole bunch of shit from this week. Yeah. That we got to talk, so I want to talk you... about, well, okay. I want to talk about first off, this is very off topic, not off topic, but um, you know that uh, Adam Sandler is in this new movie directed by the Safdie brothers, the Safdie brothers. Do you know who the Safdie brothers are? No. Okay. They directed a movie called Good Time with Robert Pattinson. Mm -hmm. It's like a crime, kind of like a dirty crime movie. They've done a bunch of things, but uh, they did a new movie. They've done a new movie with um, starring Adam Sandler. Uh, okay. and, and like, uh, Lake Stanfield and, uh, Adina Menzel, apparently Eric Bogosian's in it, but it's a serious movie. Uh, it's like, it like, it's about a guy who's like, works in like the diamond district, but it's, it stars Adam Sandler in a, where he looks like, it's like, it looks like a Martin Scorsese film. Okay. There's a trailer for a teaser trailer for it today. And I'm just excited about it. I'm excited. I like Adam Sandler. I've decided he's cool. <laughs> that's my thing as Sandler's cool he's like he's like back somehow yeah you've decided just arbitrarily to disregard everything he's done for the last yeah, did years. you see did you see his uh his stand-up thing that he did on netflix no i don't take a lot of time to watch adam sandler it's actually it's actually it's actually pretty good i it's actually pretty funny he doesn't do any like 
You can't say anything these days, jokes, because that's what his whole set is up to these days. Is that what he's doing now? No, I'm, I'm asking if that's what he. I does. don't think so. I don't feel everyone, like everyone. Every big comic from the '90s is now a person who's like. I, I yes, I, I know that. Joke like, about trans no, I know, people. <laughs> I know, like Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider is like defending this fucking idiot, yeah. this racist idiot who got fired like, from Dave SNL. Chappelle, Jerry Seinfeld, they all try no, to. I agree. Walk they're that all like, they're all, you can't say anything anymore. You can't walk around and say racial slurs anymore. Why? How yeah. comedy is Nobody over? Nobody can say faggot. They're like comedy's over. I, if I can't say an Asian slur, um, <laughs> like, like I seriously, it's like. Also, it's funny. It's like Seinfeld. Is he defending? It's like you've never even said a swear in your act. He's like, I don't, an audience shouldn't be subjected to the word fuck. But if I'm not allowed to make fun of trans people, my civil rights have been destroyed. Or no, not even not allowed. If I'm not paid billions of dollars yeah, to make yeah, fun yeah. of trans people. Yeah. <laughs> Did I say? Did I tell? I said these guys should all go on a thing called the white collar comedy tour. Have I? Yeah. No. This, yeah. Yeah. That's what you said. We talking about said this last week. On, like, yeah. I don't think we said it on the show. I think this was in the office. We said this. Yeah. It's like it's like a bunch of rich guys complaining. Anyhow, anyhow it's like the but, view, but, but every conversation ends with you can't say anything, and then they go to the next topic. But 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 I might in and listen. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. I believe. I believe that Adam Sandler is not doing that. Okay. I, I could be wrong. Let me just look. I'm just going to look right now. Adam Sandler. He's in the news. Is he doing something bad? I'm just going to type in. I'm going to type in Adam Sandler defends and see what comes up. <laughs> to see what comes up here. Nope. Adam Sandler defends racist movie. Okay. This is, this when's this from? This is from when? Hold on. This could be an old defense of an old racist movie that he did. This is on a very bad In which website. Case, it's 2015. Fine. 2015. Uh, oh. Adam Taylor's insisted that the ridiculous six does not mock Native Americans. All right, this oh, is, this yeah, is I remember old, that. This is old stuff. I remember that. How old though? How old is 2015 really? We watched. Okay, at, speaking of Adam Sandler, this is we were. Do you remember the movie? You don't mess with the Zohan. Oh please, of course I do. <laughs> okay, okay. I was like, oh, this is on Netflix. I've never seen this. Like, let's put it on for a minute. I'm like, this movie is so – it's racist. It's like basically like anti-Semitic. Although I know he's Jewish, so it's okay. It's extremely anti-Muslim and anti-Arab. Like, But like it's 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 done in a way that is like they're like, oh, we, we are winking. This is racist. But it's also like – like we know that like they're pretending to be like these like ideas of what the racists think like Muslims are. Mm-hmm. But like it is just very racist. I was like, this is insane. Yeah, it's tough when you try to play that. That they're, they're, No, Rob Schneider really plays Rob Schneider plays a terrorist in the movie. Like, oh, okay. I am, like an Arab Muslim terrorist. Oh, my God. No, it's insane. It's insane. It's like no, he's literally in brown face. I mean, he's literally he's in brown face. Trudeauing. No, he's Trudeau. He's full Trudeau. But like, here's the thing. <laughs> and I'm like, this wasn't even that long ago. It was a while ago. But it's like, but if you were one, one frame of this film would be it would be instant cancellation like would never make it past like like any critic and you know some critics were like it's a great it's hilarious it's a fun romp it's like like david edelstein is like i enjoyed it it's like did you not notice the part where everybody's like i mean i know it's a comedy fucking john turturro plays a palestinian john turturro is a is a palestinian terrorist in the movie Okay, John Turturro from Queens. 
from fuck from an Italian family. No, but it's like and like and like it's also about like the Israel Palestine conflict, and it's like it's not it's just nuts. It's Anyhow, crazy but, how long okay. ago the two thousands feel. I know. Okay, but hold on, wait a second. Getting back to my love for Adam Sandler. Yeah. So your one man Sandler. Hold stand, on. My uh, recollection. Fandom. My recollection is the fandom. I yeah. My recollection is, and you tell me if I'm wrong. You should go back and watch it. I remember his this thing he did for Netflix. I was like, Laura was like, I've heard it's funny, and I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like, I don't. I'm not an Adam Sandler fan to begin with. Like, I don't mm-hmm. like his. Sh- I don't like that. You know, the Hanukkah song and all that shit. I'm not into it. But I was like, I was like, fine, let's watch it. And my and my in in my memory, this was like two years ago or a year and a half ago or something. I was like, holy shit, this is fucking hilarious. Like, it was really good and like not at all what I expected. Huh. So yes. So so, um. But Adam Sandler's been in a few movies where he plays it straight and he's really good. Like, have you ever seen Punch Drunk Love? Oh yeah, that's he's great. Yeah, in and that. he's a good actor. He's he a great actor. Really, he picks projects based on like where he can go on vacation while filming. Yes, exactly. He he's in a lot of really dumb comedies, like insanely dumb comedies, which is why I'm excited. But they excited. shoot in like Antarctica, and then yes, you get press always, pictures yes. of him just on vacation, and that was the point of him taking that job. Was, yes. Like, no, no. His oh, these movies are ridiculous. You know, it's like. It's bad. At any rate, like grown-ups. But this movie, Uncut Gems, I'm excited about because it's like supposed to be a serious – I like when any comedic actor does like a serious turn. I'm into that. I find that com- comedians doing serious acting end up being so much better than people who – Yeah, it's because they're dark. They're in a very dark place. To doing just serious acting. All comedians are 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 haunted. You don't have to tell me. You okay. don't have to tell me. They're, that's why they can't stop saying racist stuff. All right? <laughs> yeah, well, they're haunted that, by the need to that I can't relate to, but just they're haunted by the need to do as many slurs as possible. <laughs> Anyhow, every right. morning, co- comedians like myself wake up and spend three hours fighting the urge to say slurs. I mean, there's some movies that this guy made. There's a movie he made called Sandy Wexler. I'm looking at it now. I'm like, what is this? He plays like a, a guy who's like a manager. American film directed by Stephen Brill and written by Dan Bula, Paul Sato, and Adam Sandler. Is Jennifer Aniston We're not in that talking movie about too? The news. We got it. We, there's so much stuff that happened this week. All right, whatever, whatever. We can't the point be deep diving into Sandy Wexler. Sandy Wexler, I gotta check this out. I gotta go through all. We should do a. Oh wait a second. This is off. You take this out. We should do a podcast where we watch every Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> <laughs> Called the Sandcast. The Sandlot. The Sandlot. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. What the are Sandlot? <laughs> Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You ready? Let's see what, how many movies this fucking guy's made. That's Every movie crying. with Adam Sandler in it. Are you ready? Are you high right now? No. Okay, it's hold on. It's a really funny idea. <laughs> like that podcast that only watched Grown Ups 2 every day for a year. <laughs> All right, hold on. Oh, well, that's that's unfortunate, but here we go. Yeah, they so were insane. Here's what you, you ready? You ready to have your fucking mind blown? Okay. Are you ready to have your mind blown? Ready. He was on several episodes of the Cosby show. Several. Played really? a character named played a character named Smitty. Okay? Oh god, I can't even Then he's in a, then he's in a show show. called he was in something called Going Overboard. He played a character named Shecky Moskowitz. Okay? <laughs> Typecasting? Maybe. Uh Shakes the Clown. Coneheads. The Larry Sanders oh, show. Yeah, Airheads. Oh. Airheads, Mixed Nuts, Billy Madison. Yeah. Happy Gilmore. Yep. Uh Bulletproof. 
He plays Moses. Oh, yeah, Bulletproof. That's like an action movie. They try to make him into an action star. He's, I think Damon Wayans is in that. Yes, it's fucking Adam Sandler and Damon Wayans. Okay. The Wedding Singer, Dirty Work. He plays Satan, uncredited. The Water Boy, Big Daddy, The Peeper, Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo, Voice Uncredited, Little Nicky, The Animal, Punch Drunk Love. That's in 2002. Mr. Deeds, Eight Crazy Nights, A Day with the Meatball. That's a short. The Hot Chick, Anger Management. What is this? Oh, there's a Punch Drunk Love, 12 Scopitones. That's a short. Oh, I do, because like, I'm like, I actually don't know that much about Adam Sandler. Like, I'm only, I only have a cursory awareness of his career. <laughs> I know he's Jewish. <laughs> no, I was super into Adam Sandler. Well, my dad was super into Adam Sandler, and I was super into Jim Carrey, and we kind of like that was the two like comedy people we followed all for all the 90s. He played Theo Huxtable's friend Smitty in The Cosby Show. Here we go. He was also on Remote Control. He was on Remote Control on MTV. Okay, since Adam Sandler isn't technically a news story and a lot happened this week, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't, sorry, I don't back. know. I guess I just saw my mind because you don't mess with the Zohan. <laughs> I saw the single most racist movie of all time. <laughs> Anyhow... It's like it's like uh uh what's the what's the uh uh who's the Nazi filmmaker? She did like uh, all the Len- Lenny Riefenstahl. Riefenstahl. Le- Lenny Riefenstahl. Yeah. Lenny Riefenstahl. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. In other news from people from the '90s who are up to some unexpected stuff, do you want to talk about Tom DeLonge and his UFO discovery? Yeah, I mean, Tom DeLong, you know, we we laughed. You know, what is this thing? It's like first they laugh at you, then they beat you, then they join your cause or something. It's like first they – oh, and it's like first are they laugh at you. all the small things? Yeah, those are the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. like, for, what is it? It's like a Gandhi. It's like a misattributed Gandhi. It's not a Gandhi quote, but it's like it's like first they laugh at you, then they fight you, then then you win. Yeah. That's Tom DeLong and aliens. Tom DeLong and I, UFOs. People are really mad because we're like, Tom DeLong finally proved aliens exist. And we're, we're obviously having a little bit of fun in the headline. People are like, this is why fake news is destroyed. I'm like, yeah, have you read the outline? It's not really, it's not really our, we're not like breaking news, like breaking news. Tom DeLong solves racism or something. You know, it's like Tom DeLong has been like, UFOs are real. I can prove it. He has like this crew he put together. Which is also like a marketing team that does shows for Discovery. So you take that with a grain of salt. And, uh, you know, I don't know. He got the government to admit that they had this like video they have of like these unidentified flying objects, which the New York Times ran a story about, are indeed unidentified flying objects. They have another name for them, I think. We did a card story. Drew did a card story because he because uh, he's just a sick man. Well, um, the interesting thing is that the military came out with the statement that that like UFOs. He was right. He found something he shouldn't have, and we weren't wasn't supposed to publish that. Um, and that this weekend is also the Area Fifty One meme party or whatever. Yeah, there's storm. I just I just did a great tweet about uh, yeah. They're like people are like we're gonna like storm Area Fifty One, which is funny because like I don't think people realize that like there's actual military there that'll like shoot you. But here's the thing, <laughs> this is all from the government's perspective. All of this is a good idea because they don't want you to actually know what is happening at military bases. They would rather we spend a lot of time and energy talking about aliens because that's not what's happening. Do you know what I mean? Like they like they don't want us to analyze or, or like it's way better if the public is not asking questions about what the military is actually up to in these bases. It's way better if we're like, you know, selling merch with little green men on it nearby. Like that's better for them. They pushed yes. that alien story for a long time purposely for that reason. So like if there was secret cover up, but it wasn't 
it was it wasn't of like it was of like spy stuff and military equipment it wasn't of like you know fucking krang came down and right, like right. fucking littered the 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 countryside and artifacts and you know yeah. only uh, top level cia people on their deathbeds will admit that they have some magic silver metal like it, it, they're they're happy about this so i don't think the timing is an accident i think that they're purposefully doing like a I mean, my conspiracy theory is that they like drop this Blink One Eighty Two story just so that people will focus on aliens and this. Well, also there's a also there's a new Blink One Eighty Two record out this week, so it's a little a weird that like it's great. Tom it's great for Tom DeLonge's big breakthrough is happening right when like Blink One Eighty Two has a new fucking album, album out. But he's not in the band anymore, by the way. Hmm. Right, he's not in the band. I don't think. Here's here's what's hilarious about that. He's so he runs this thing called To the Stars, To the Stars Academy. And it's like the team. It's like he's the first guy. Tom DeLong, co-founder, chairman of the board and interim CEO. Here's his credentials, starting with, okay, co-founded Blink-182 and Angels and Airwaves, selling over 25 million records worldwide. It's like, okay, great. Uh, <laughs> the next guy is 25 years as operations officer for Central Intelligence Agency's <laughs> Directorate of Operations. The future is so stupid. The second guy is like retired with 39 career with Lockheed Martin. The third guy is CEO of Earth Tech International, whatever that is. Like, I thought that when we got to like 2020, their food would be in pills and we'd have flying cars. And instead, we just have like the band members that I had on posters are like chasing aliens that's the coolest thing that's happened the future sucks it's just like yeah i mean it's like a reality star from when i was in high school is the president and he's gonna kill all of us like that's everything is so stupid it's very bad out there good for him it's very bad out there but you know good for tom delong so now we know now i guess we know that there are ufos it's unclear what it means you know I mean, it could be to anything. The Stars Foundation just makes me think of to the moon, Alice, and like this maybe is, the like, white like, beating association is not. I mean, great. let me be clear. Let me be clear. The, this to the Stars Academy. What does it do? Is it like PragerU? It's it's definitely a scam of some type. Okay, yeah. I need to be I need to be really clear here. As much as this I is in space camp. As much as I applaud Tom DeLonge's discovery or whatever it is. I do believe, and I don't know for sure, but I do believe fairly firmly that To the Stars Academy is some kind of like complex Ponzi scheme, um, and you shouldn't trust it. That's my that's my deep feeling. But, but I hope it's an MLM. I hope you no. Know, even a, even a stop clock tells the right time twice a day. Okay, so it's possible they accidentally found the UFOs. You understand what I'm saying? I want to check out adamsandler.com. Have you ever seen it? Apparently, it's a website. It just goes to Facebook. Not actually a website. Can't believe this guy's got adamsandler.com and he's redirecting it to Facebook. By the way, 48, feel- million, 48 million people <laughs> like it. 48 million people are fans of Adam Sandler on Facebook, in case you're wondering. I truly feel trapped in a hell you're making. <laughs> All right. What's next on our list of delicious topics? Um, Amazon is going, quote unquote, green. Oh, yeah. The big, the big news here is that they're going to fucking buy some of these these what are they called rivian cars yeah the electric trucks yeah electric trucks i i like i would happily buy the rivian if i could right now well so today is global climate strike is going on and i like how i'm like i'll buy this thing that doesn't even exist yet i'm just like i'll get it i'll take it (laughs) this podcast is just you spending money it is it is really it is i mean this is the problem with with this world okay we're obsessed with consumerism okay we need to be obsessed with human humanity 
You almost you said know? humanism. Which humanism. That men, men's rights people push instead of feminism. We need to be ex- obsessed with men's rights. We need to get to the bottom of this. We need to solve it. Stop fooling around. Men already have so many rights. Let's just get them a couple more and we'll finish that. And then we can get to women. I'm sorry. Our, our oh. men's rights are being stripped away. Have you not seen what's going on out there? Okay. Every day women are saying they want to vote. They want to be in control of their bodies. They don't want, they don't want to be assaulted. They don't want to be assaulted. Uh, what, what, are you doing, what are we doing here anymore? We're doing um, right now the sexism version of the racism <laughs> that is portrayed in the film Don't Mess with the Zohan. <laughs> I'm like a pal- I'm like a playing a Palestinian, but my it's Palestinian, my Palestinian is a is a uh, abuser of women. <laughs> well, right, back anyhow. to Amazon. Um, yeah. There's a global climate strike. This is all happening. good. This is all good stuff. Keep it. Keep it in this podcast. Right, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> I'm actually going to leave it in, just so the listener knows what I go it's through. Fine. Every week. It's fine. It's no problem. They should hear what you're going through. You're so su- you suffer for your art. Both of our brains work so good. It's good. It's good that we have a podcast. That's good, actually. Um, <laughs> fifteen thousand, no, fifteen hundred Amazon employees walked out um, to, you know, protest the fact that Amazon said in two thousand fourteen that it would try to get to zero emissions, and mm-hmm. it obviously hasn't done that. No. Uh, and so Jeff Bezos has some new announcements. He's buying that suite of trucks. He is. He wants to get Amazon completely on renewable energy, and he's stating all these goals. Um, which is great, but the goals go up to 2040, which is definitely too late. And the way that they're reporting it doesn't match what nonprofit groups have asked out of corporations because there's a very specific way to report carbon emission numbers that is really transparent and digestible and uh, easily accountable. And the way that they're reporting their numbers is kind of obfuscating what they're actually doing. So while these things are noble and great, and definitely the employees of Amazon should feel empowered because they got Jeff Bezos to blank first um, for like the first time Uh, in other news, he just took away most of Whole Foods employees health insurance, but that's a topic. Why? Oh, everyone part-time at Whole Foods just lost their health coverage. Ah, uh, that's not great. That's but the bad. employees of Amazon should feel like good that they got something done. But also, we cannot take this PR greenwashing stuff as like the answer. Like the Amazon has to be accountable in the way that last week I was asking Apple to be accountable. Like they definitely have the money to commission a report that's transparent. I, I'm like, I I don't know why. I don't know why. Listen, I don't know why um, Apple and uh, Amazon aren't like out here being the number one like promoters of like f- like f- medicare for all and like fully socialized healthcare in this country like like it's crazy to me that walmart is anti like social safety net stuff because walmart actually has hacked the system so that their part-time employees are also on food stamps and have like Medicare in the states where they can so that they can shift the burden of that to the taxpayer rather than as an employer be responsible to pay a living wage. So like, why are they anti social safety nets? It's every boss in America. Every boss in America should be like, let's push for socialized health, good socialized healthcare in this country. Because then it like people's like, that's like so much, so much of a part of like people's stress about their careers is like people have jobs. They probably don't even fucking want or like, just for the just for the sake of, I mean, not probably for sure, for the sake of having shit like insurance, you know. I mean, honestly, I got a an investment in my small business, Ryan's small business, aka dealing weed. Go ahead, <laughs> no consuming it. Um, <laughs> I would love to be a weed reviewer. That would be my ideal job. Um, so 
I was able to purchase a ton of equipment for my production company that is now returning once I've over the next year for one project I'm working on using that equipment, I'm making like $45,000 net my small company that I'll be able to then like reinvest in like Wait, and actually like build this business. I know and about this. that small amount of money, even if it was half of that, it would have been given me a foothold. And so the idea that like those companies are anti workers getting healthcare or anti anything that sort of shifts that burden off of the, their employees and consumers, like it would enhance employee productivity and it also would enhance like the economy so thoroughly and not to make everything political but like if you work at amazon what you do every day is political because you're at such a large company that's having such large effects on retail and consumerism and just the basic structure of our society so i'm really excited by about the idea that the workers at amazon were able to be heard on like one topic partially but i do think that like if you work at Amazon and you're a full-time employee, like, and and there's a lot of you who agree that that like healthcare should be socialized or that like we have to get carbon neutral, like Amazon has a lot of political capital to spend. And if you guys can get Jeff Bezos to spend the money on politicians not doing the thing where he, you're maxing out donations to every single politician equally, like if you can get Amazon or Apple to actually take one strong stance, like that could be something that shifts. Like there's so much money in Amazon and Apple, so much money in Google and Facebook, like that that actually could make a huge shift difference. Like Trump actually had to meet with a ton of tech CEOs and because it was inevitable. They're that powerful in our modern world. Like Facebook tipped the election last round. So if those employees actually said like we value privacy because we don't want your data to be exploited by of another country like that that I, I, that action that like concerted effort by employees might substantively be more useful to the world at the moment than fucking voting because at the moment like because the voters right the voter rights act has been struck down like voters have power but not a ton the actual power in this country is corporations, for better right. or worse. That's the system we currently live in. Well, so it's if, always if, been, to some extent, that's always been the case. But now it's very pronounced that, yeah. I mean, I mean it's cr- extreme. And so to see the, these workers be actually able to get something substantively done that is a long-term good rather than what most corporations want, which is short-term good. Yes, they're one of the richest companies in the world, and those workers are highly privileged. But- there are highly privileged workers, intelligent people who understand that these are pressing issues for not just the world, but also for the survival of those companies. And like, I'm like, fuck yes. Like, I'm actually so stoked that this happened, even though it's not perfect. And I think like that kind of like walkout or that kind of like urgency needs to sweep through most industries. And it needs to be the people who have the privilege to actually do it because you can't expect people who work at Walmart to go on strike for the like environment because they have to feed their kids. Right. Yeah, I agree. I, it's, I, I, it's like a catch 22 though, because those people who are comfy and at the top are less likely to be mad because they're not, they don't feel the effects of like climate change just yet. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, they're, they're very rich. People are never going to feel the effects of climate change. I, I mean, they're going to be, it's going to be like a space bubble that they live in. Yeah. It's going to be, you know, I mean, it's going to be, I mean, yeah, the, well, it doesn't, they're basically just going to live, they're going to live in a different world, basically, from other human beings. 
they're gonna the gated community will be taken to a completely i mean that's basically what manhattan is at the moment it's just a gated community for rich people and the people that serve them well to certain i people that work in media or a couple other industries we're the outliers and we get to be here by some trick of the system but for the most part manhattan is super rich people and super poor people and that's it there's no like middle class neighborhood. Uh, I would, yes, I would say that's true. I'm not defending any of this. I'm not defending Manhattan. I'm just saying that uh, it is definitely the case where you've got a massive wealth disparity. But it's not like, it's not like, it's not like um, you have super rich and then absolutely impoverished. Like there yeah. is some middle ground there. It's just like, yeah. I mean, people who are people who are there are a lot of people who come into Manhattan who are like could never afford to live there. So many yeah. people, you know what I mean? Like, like, like I if mean, you have three it, kids. You could. Li- I guess what I'm saying is, I guess what if I'm you saying have three is kids like, and 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 both of you make a hundred thousand dollars a year. You can't live in Manhattan, and that's firmly middle class. I I guess like what I'm saying is, you are like there's an expectation. I mean, there's an, there's an, there's there, to live like a, what would be considered like a decent quality of life. Like most people can't do that in Manhattan. No, but it's, I wouldn't, I also wouldn't call it like, I mean, Manhattan is like a bad example. This is just like, I think it's gonna be more widespread. I just think what the current situation is in some places like San Francisco, New York is just going to nationwide be like, if you're a climate, if you've been, if you're like a climate refugee, you're going to be relocated based on the wealth that you have. And if you have the money, you can move to a nice place. And if not, the government's going to stick you in a FEMA camp in the middle of like Iowa. And not that Iowa doesn't have nice parts. I'm sure it does, but they would, they're going to shove you in some place that isn't a center of power. And then places with the center of power are going to con like it's going to concentrate. So if you are currently in a middle ground person at a very powerful place, this kind of like action and organizing is good for both the company and you, but you are the people that like are able to do anything. Right. Well, like, at some point, at some point you're like, this is an untenable tension. Like yes. they're like the things that we're seeing now, like, like if this, if the wealth disparity continues and if, if if the government continues to be run the way it's run and there's the, we continue to kowtow to uh the NRA and insurance companies over citizens like and if we continue to play like partisan or even reverse partisan politics and not realize that we do have one common enemy and that is a something that always unites people universally having one a common enemy has it, it, that is Are you the, talking the about first, Al-Qaeda? But that kind of, yes, <laughs> that kind of mindset actually did unite this country for well, one moment. Yeah, but and in race, it, united, realize, it united us in racism. I mean, it wasn't like a... Sure. We weren't, we weren't united. But if we like, could take that and do climatism, where we all hate the same climate that's fucking us all over... But nobody, and have, that's not... There's no enemy. There's no clear enemy. People want a person. I know person. you can't put a face on it. That's they the want a person who's like. Can we just make it one of the cokes, the surviving coke. We need to turn like we need to turn like the melting polar ice cap. We need to do like a Watchmen situation where the where what like underneath like the polar ice cap is like a ice monster that like is <laughs> that, that like threatens white Christians somehow. Like, and then we can maybe get people riled up. Maybe it could be like a. We could do the, the the ice monster could do brown face. 
someone tweeted the other day that um hp <laughs> lovecraft the world is as as cataclysmically doomed and racist as hp lovecraft had wanted it to be <laughs> like all his <laughs> dreams came true <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, whatever. All I'm saying is like, you know, people were like, yeah, like, you know, look, I don't know. I mean, people were like, got caught up in this moment of like, we were attacked. Now we must like defend ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, but it wasn't real and it was wrong. And a lot of people didn't feel that way. Like a lot of people did not feel that way. And a lot of people were like against the war and against like retaliatory action. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying like. We need to do a better job of educating people, but we also need to make it – I think we need to – like the people – we just need to change the pow- people in power. That's it. That's it. The The reality is people need to vote. I know we say this all the time on this podcast. All of these problems stem from who we elect. It really is true. Like the weak like, – and, and we need to find ways to break through in places where we're continuing to elect people that don't serve the interests of their constituents. Like – Mitch McConnell is definitely fucking over the people he's supposed yeah. to represent. Oh, he absolutely doesn't give a shit. You know, for sure. And the people who vote for him are, are I don't know why they're voting for him. I don't. I, I, some are probably racist. Some don't just don't want to change the way things are. Some don't realize what's happening. But a lot of people who should vote don't. And that makes it easy for people like Mitch McConnell to keep getting elected. I mean, a lot of people is thinking is... I decided I like Mitch McConnell. I decided I'm a Republican. I'm not taking any new information at this time because it's boring. Thank you so much. And I'm not going to second guess myself because I know I was right the first time. And I think that that's a lot of people voting. A lot of old people, but. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely. But I'm just saying, um, you know, I'm just saying that the the way to change it. and, and, And this is, you know, this is where I get so bent out of shape is because everybody's like, if it's not the most radical change right now we're screwed. And it's like, no, listen, we need to like, we got to walk a lot of shit back right now. It's not just about like getting, and by the way, we do need socialized healthcare in this country. It's nuts. But like, the only thing uh, I have an extremist, like we have to do something now or we're fucked. And like, I don't care to hear, uh, I don't care to hear about how we can do incremental change. The only topic that really gets me like that, because I I do feel very strongly that we need like revolutions in several areas and that they're all very important and blah, blah, blah. Like I, I, I am fully on board, but the only thing that I am not willing to compromise or that really strikes fear in my heart over Biden winning, et cetera, is climate change. Like we have to do stuff right now and we can't be like, compromising and and doing half like we just have to do everything and we have to do it all at once really hard and really fast and we need someone to take decisive action and piss everybody off but it just has to happen and i'm terrified that it won't because because of stuff like electability or because of like well we think joe biden probably has a better chance of winning and then joe biden will do like a you know a carbon tax you know what i mean like we're gonna be i'm 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 like actually really scared on that well, look, I'm I'm more I'm less scared I'm less scared of like Joe Biden and more scared of the people who hate Elizabeth Warren who want to. Well, let's talk about Sanders. that. So, the Working Families Party um, endorsed Elizabeth Warren to the great chagrin of yep. a lot of Bernie voters because they they endorsed they endorsed Bernie in uh, in uh, 2015 and and now they've endorsed Elizabeth Warren. And they did not release the poll that they took of their uh, yeah. voting base that would ha- show yeah. like exactly what wh- where the support actually lies within the party, and that really bothered people. But a lot of people aren't really engaged with the party 
except to vote on a poll that they got in their email. So it's kind of like, it's hard to say, and I really like Elizabeth Warren, so I'm not as pissed off about this, but I do understand like when the DSA, I'm a dues paying member to the DSA, or I was, I, I guess I paid through the year, but I stopped my automatic renewal because the DSA came out and said that they were going to endorse Bernie. And if he didn't win, they wouldn't endorse anybody. And that is psychotic. Like that is apocalypse worship, stubborn bullshit that I can't give my money towards anymore. And I like a lot of members yeah. of the DSA. I think the local chapters here are doing great work and I'll definitely get involved at that front. But the fact that the national DSA party wouldn't endorse Elizabeth Warren is, is insane. Like it's insane. If Bernie loses, like you have to endorse Elizabeth Warren. I mean, Warren. but there, but yeah, but, but just to be clear, like they were talking about the democratic socialists of America. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, the, the, these are socialists. I understand. I do understand the 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 um, working families party is 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 not. A, it's they are aligned with socialism. The socialism is aligns with with like workers parties are in inherently socialist. They can be more pragmatic in saying socialism is a word. Socialism is a word that defines yeah. that defines policies and ways of thinking. Okay, you can either be ideological about the word or about the policies, and you know I think that what what the what the, the the point of the endorsement is to say not only like do we think this person aligns with the policies, but we also think that they uh, are electable, and and we need someone to champion us who can get into the highest office in the land. But like I would just say all of this is it's fine that we can. I think it's very, really healthy. There has to be some infighting. Uh, amongst Democrats, the part that is troubling is like the part uh, of the, where the people, where the people, the people who like voted for a third party candidate last time, you know, the number of people who voted for a third party candidate is the number of people that would have pushed Hillary over the line in the electoral college. Basically, it wasn't historically that different than other third party candidates, but I do think like, yeah, this race was different. This race was different than historic. But this is like, this is like, yeah, this is like, this is like, you know, and the, the difference between the two candidates isn't the difference between John McCain and Barack Obama, which was a huge difference. It's the difference between like an insane toddler who shits his pants and wants to launch nukes well, and like a lady we don't like. No, this is what I'm saying. No, I mean, I mean, listen, uh, there were pretty huge differences then, but we're talking about like, I mean, Trump is really bad for America and really bad for the world. And I think that's been well demonstrated. So it is a little bit about like, uh, let's deal with this first problem because like they have control of everything. Like they own the Supreme court mm -hmm. right now. And Ruth Bader Ginsburg is fucking old, you know, like we could end up with a court that is like aligned to Republican needs for like another 50 fucking years. So, so we need to like, we need to like look a little bit harder at, at, at the bigger picture and think less about like, you know, did we get the perfect candidate this time? Like if we don't get Bernie, but we do get any other fucking Democrat or actually, sorry, if we don't get Bernie, but we get Elizabeth yes. Warren, we're in I agree. pretty good shape, honestly, by comparison to where we're at. If, if look, do I, Joe Biden, he's definitely not my first choice, but he's, he is better than Trump. He is. And we need better than Trump to start with. Okay. That's what I want to start with. I know, I know. And I we know. can work out from there. Anyhow, this is, I'm like a broken record on this. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I endorse their endorsement. I agree. And I think she's great. I actually am fine with it. Like, the differences between Warren and Sanders are substantive. And I certainly could have, we could have a nuanced hour-long talk about it. But they're not, in comparison to what we are looking at, 
I don't care. I do not care that her Medicare endorsements are worded in a way that gives her an out should six months from now she wants to put in this policy instead of the one that Bernie is explicitly saying he wants. And we would prefer the like Bernie. Like, I don't. The differences are so minuscule. I thought the differences between Hillary and Bernie were fairly minuscule in comparison to what we were looking at. And these are even further microscopic. So I just don't. I understand I'm going to get blowback for saying that, but I don't, I, but either of those choices is fine. And the working families party is free to decide. Like I, I, yeah. I and I don't want to yeah. get into like the racial discussion of it because there is like a, there is a, a through line of people in the working families party saying, Hey, um, could you stop telling us who to vote for? Because you like a lot of the Sanders supporters are white and a lot of Warren and Biden supporters are people of color and they don't want to be told who to vote for. And I can certainly see that perspective. And um, I, I mean, I, I'm, we're probably not the best two people to have that discussion, but it is more nuanced than just being like, these people are sellouts and like, how are someone a sellout for voting for Elizabeth? Like that's. No one, no one knows. It's very confusing. Anyhow. All right. What else on our list? Cause we gotta, we gotta I think we gotta wrap up here. We do. Um, Pretty soon. So hate to be that guy. Well, um, probably our last topic today, uh, NBC is launching its uh, yet another streaming service. This one is called Peacock, uh, which is just such a terrible name. Uh, and it's going to have all the hit NBC shows you love, which means that Friends and The Office and everything else um, will be like shifting and moving onto that service. Uh, mostly the shows that are produced by NBC proper. So like Will and Grace is an NBCU production, whereas uh, Friends is a Warner Brothers production. But um, they're working out some deals so that it will be most of those NBC shows from like must-see TV days uh, are moving over there and they want to do like reboots of The Office. And all of that is like great, but we are really getting to the point where like there are so many streaming services. And I read somewhere that... Uh, tinder is launching its streaming service with like show like yeah so i don't i feel like the bubble is it's like the dot-com bubble or like the influencer bubble that's about to burst which is like this is a new thing and the gold but the gold rush is over and i think streaming services like i'm more excited for the apple tv plus thing than i was originally um but it's not gonna like nbc has to at some point be subsumed by another company like apple has to purchase nbc or something right like i i I just, yeah, I just like, I just think that this whole thing has led to a situation where we're essentially paying cable prices, but now it's even harder to find, like, it's even harder to find what you're looking for and to consistently get, like, the content that you want. Like, people were like, oh, the cable, I mean, I used to be like, oh, I hate cable. It's so annoying. It's so confusing. It's like, but now it's like, I'm like, oh, I want to watch the show. Wait, it's on CBS All Access. Okay, I have to sign up for like a $10 a month service. I'm like, oh, wait, there's this new thing on Peacock. Well, I have to sign up for their $10 service. And then it's like, okay, I can manage these. So I just watch that show and then I cancel it. And it's like, that's a whole other thing. Like, no one wants I mean, to do piracy that. Piracy is just going to get back. You know, it's great. You know, it's great. You, you know, it's great. You fucking pay for cable. You have all the channels and you, then you have on demand stuff and then you're done. You have Netflix. That's it. You're but I'm also good. like at what point I regret we made a mistake. We have to go back. It's just like uh lost. We have to go back to the <laughs> I island. I mean, I still have I still the cable. Have cable. We have to go back so to I'm on that island. Journey Journey to Cable Island. Have you heard of it? It's a trip but that I'm also, putting together. Like, we're in a place where like 
there are so many streaming services and I'm definitely willing to pay for some of them. I get Hulu through Sprint. So I have that. Amazon Prime is already rolled up. I'm definitely paying for HBO and Netflix. There's no question there. I'm obviously going to do that. Disney Plus, I already bought three years in advance for $70 and it's going to be a must buy. But anything past that, I feel like an insane person. Like to pay for YouTube premium at this point or to pay for CBS All Access, like that is getting to a place where like I am not going to remember to cancel it and it's going to piss me off and I watch one show. So I'm just going to torrent it. And I know that that's bad and I feel bad. But at some point, if there's no option to easily and reliably bundle all of these together into one like reasonably priced purchase that I understand is coming out of my bank account and when, I'm just, I don't want all these little micro charges of $12. So I'm just going to torrent the one show I watch and feel guilty, but what am I going to do? And at some point I feel like that piracy is just going to become cool again. And we'll just be passing shows and logins around to each other. Right. Cause there's right. no difference between yeah. passing someone a login I mean, who doesn't live with you. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, maybe, but like. I'm just saying that I think it's been overcomplicated and poorly managed and nobody solved it. Like people were like, Apple's going to solve it. There used to be one interface to watch shows. Sorry to interrupt you, but there was one interface. Now there's like a million fucking apps on a million different set-top boxes. No, 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 dude, this this is what I'm saying is that nobody came along and was like, okay, listen, we're going to, here's what we're going to do because it's really bad for consumers to have these like six different apps that all function differently. And like you're getting the same content basically, but like it's you've we made it harder. I mean, Apple's tried to do this with the TV app, it but it doesn't really work. Really and work also, that the conflict well. of interest it's, to create their own streaming service means it's never going to work. Of course, now they're of course. Why should right? Why should why should CBS help Apple out at making like their app easier to use when like they have to compete with yeah. Apple content now? You know, like, but somebody should have come along and said, okay, guys, we're going to get like some consortium of like content producers should have come along and been like, we need to get on the same page about this because it's really bad for consumers. We can all make money, but we need to make it easier for people to actually like, get to the yeah, place I'm really where they spend Yeah, I'm really nostalgic money. for United you know? Like, do you know how many, I've literally downloaded episodes of The Hills, the new season, which sucks by the way, and is unwatchable and I've basically stopped watching it, but like to watch it, it was easier to just pay $3 for an episode than to like go through whatever weird hoops. Like I have direct TV, which is now this AT&T thing, which I'm definitely going to fucking cancel soon. That is like totally janky and an impossible to use app and a horrible experience. Like, and if you watch it, you've got to sit through like these insane commercials that glitch out and give you like three sets of 150 minute commercial, or sorry, 150 second commercial blocks. So you get three of those in a Jesus row. And it's like, this is totally, it's like totally broken. It's like so fucking broken. And it's like, that's because no one figured this out. And now it's just the wild west and it sucks. Also, frankly, there's too much content and most of it's not that great. Okay. There, I said it. That goes for everything, by the way, everything. All right. Now we should really wrap up. Yeah. Let's get a nice things. All right. Let's do nice things. You ready? ready. You doing it first or am I doing Uh, it? I'll do it first. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so uh, as I stated on last week's show, I've been watching, or maybe the week before, I've been watching Designing Women on Hulu, uh, which is- Oh my God. St- it is just so much more relevant and Wait, awesome. didn't you already talk about this? Yes. But Why are we talking about Designing Women again? Specific, I have a specific thing. <sighs> this week, another Brett Kavanaugh uh, accuser came out. Horrible. Not a nice thing. Right. How is this in your nice things? Um, let me get to it. Okay. They did an episode of Designing Women about- Clarence Thomas, where they watched the, they watched a bunch of footage from the hearings and then the confirmation vote live and had the characters basically comment on it. And 
it was really weird and out there for a show to do and definitely would have been harder to pull off today than it was then. But you got different women's perspectives written as those characters. And you could basically like take out Coke can references and put in like Tobin and take out like some references to the radio and put in Twitter and change the Brett Kavanaugh or change the Clarence Thomas name to Brett Kavanaugh and shoot it today. And mm. it's very depressing to me that that. Yeah, this is again, this is a nice thing. It's still the case. But the nice thing is that at least I don't feel sometimes I feel really. um, I feel like I'm going crazy. In the current era, I feel like like maybe I'm I've gone so off the deep end that I think everyone's unreasonable about things that I think like are pretty cut and dry. And like climate change, sometimes I think like, am I fully tricked by some conspiracy theory of scientists that want me to believe this? And am I not seeing the truth? And the truth is that it's a Chinese hoax. And I know that that's not the case, but those fleeting thoughts come through my head a lot. And a good reminder that like, no, this has always been wrong. And like the the moral right here has always been obvious and that i'm not a an uh i'm not crazy uh, lots of other people are just bad people and that it's been that way for a yeah. while that's kind of reassuring yeah. to like rem- remember that the ground is still there and that gravity still functions and stuff so wow. enjoying designing wow. women great show uh Shane Gillis being fired. Excellent. Great work, right. everybody. Very good. Loving it. One of the best. Untitled Goose Game and Link's Awakening, both out for Switch. Both delightful. Link's Awakening was the first uh, Legends of Zelda game I ever played. And this new version is so polished and pretty and great. And I definitely recommend it. And then my final nice thing is um, Trick Mirror, which is a book about self-delusion and like our life in the modern age, social media, um, feminism and identity stuff but mostly it's just about self-delusion but it's a book of essays by uh gia tolentino and i've read it twice now and it's revelatory and i can't i don't know how to recommend it enough like just go out and buy it wow you will learn things about yourself and the world and it i've heard i've heard very good things i've heard very good things it's so i just want to throw a copy of it at people who i interact with regularly like i'll be talking to someone and i'm like god you are you could learn a lot from this book i just want to throw a copy at their face and run away Hmm. Okay, good. I, I don't have nearly as many things. I'm just going to, I'm going to have, I'm going to say one thing, okay. which is, uh, I started reading this book called the gone world, um, by, uh, hold on. I have to look up the author's name because it's kind of hard to pronounce. Uh, his name is Tom Sweaterlish or Sweeterlish. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Love um, Love the gone world is a novel about and uh investigator for NCIS who is traveling through time to try to stop uh humanity from like ending and also trying to solve a murder of a family uh and a kid and uh like find a kidnapped teenage girl before it's too late and it's like a weird combination of like true detective and um dead space and like uh, 2001, a space odyssey. And it's good. Sounds phenomenal. It's really good. It's like, at first I was kind of like, ah, this is a little cheesy. Like the first like chapter or two, I was kind of like, ah, it's a little like hard boiled for my taste. Cause it's kind of like a detective story, mm-hmm. but then it gets like pretty fucking crazy and weird. And it like, the, you kind of like cools off on the hard boiled stuff. And it's much more like just like crazy, weird travelogue. Um, Anyhow, it's I'm not finished with it, but it's really good. And the author also secondarily um 
the author's from Pittsburgh, and it's like is like it takes place in places that I know really well. So it's really interesting because it's a very otherworldly story, but it's like really interesting to hear about like places that like I know from my childhood and stuff. So I recommend it. It's very good. And apparently, I think it's being made into a movie, maybe. Um, uh, but yeah, check it out. It's great. It was released last year. That's my suggestion. Cool. For you. Well, that's everything that's nice. That's it. We should go now. Let's get on with our lives. Bye. Well, that is our show for this week. We'll be back next week with more tomorrow. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best, though I've just been informed that your family did mess with the Zohan. <laughs>